Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode is with Allison Lane, and Allison Lane's life has changed, I'd say dramatically, in the last 17 days, so it's a little bit about that. Uh, if you're interested in what Allison Lane is doing, uh, Bartenders Against Racism, the link for that is in the podcast description. She's doing a lot of good for the world. Uh, you could do a lot of good for my... Mo- no, that's a weird thing to say. Uh, we have a Patreon account. Please consider donating on a regular basis because that's how Patreon works. Uh, you can find that link in the podcast description if you're listening to this in iTunes or on youmeetthemeverybody.com. If you're listening to this on Spotify, cool, thanks for using Spotify. Go to our About page on youmeetthemeverybody.com. You'll find the link to donate to our Patreon there. Allison Lane, everybody. So why are you exhausted? Because I... Um experienced police violence at the beginning of the month uh today is the 17th of the month and within 17 days i've gone from unemployed victim of police violence to black business owner in washington dc oh i thought that was gonna end with and now it's the middle of the month so i've experienced police violence again and then it's like a loop no 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 no. uh when i need to be famous again the police will beat me up again so that's what's gonna happen (laughs) that's that's apparently how things work in america i just can't you know be great i gotta be beat up to prove that i'm able to be great does um does anything in your life feel like a culmination of the last however long many years we've been doing this show like literally every not every topic that's insane we've done hundreds of these together but the big points seem to come to fruition in the last 17 days. It seems like everything that I've done for the past, I'm going to even go ahead and say 30 years of my life has come to fruition in the last 17 days. I don't want to sound rude or crude. And some people are probably listening to this for the first time because of you and don't know your track record. This is not a knock on you in any way, but one of the few things that hasn't come up in our conversations in the last 17 days, which came up to, in our conversations probably every week before that, was someone on the street offering to do something to your butt. Oh, yeah, touching my butt and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Has that come up in the last 17 days? <laughs> I have the same butt, so yes, but it's been okay. less of a focus because now I'm on the phone walking and looking crazy, so I can't hear people yelling at me. It's the air. You have AirPods in? Yeah, I'm rich, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go through your finances. Let's do it. How rich are you? Oh, God. I, I, I wish richer. It would be really tight. Cool. Uh, it would be cool. A, mon- a month ago, Wednesday was our appointed day to be in the same company of each other outdoors. Definitely not indoors because the coronavirus is real. Uh, yeah. Over the last two, three weeks, things have changed dramatically for you. I'm still quarantined because my kid is still under one years old. Uh, you are very, very busy. Um, what's your typical Wednesday like these days? So today I was in two Zoom calls, um, four hours. Four hours each or four hours total? Four hours total, which okay. I think is far too many hours. But I mean, honestly, you know, starting a business is already hard and then doing one in a pandemic is is really tricky. And especially with what we're trying to do. I kind of I don't know, I guess I woke up. <laughs> well, this is a very Allison thing. Also, we need to we need to make a delineation right now. You're speaking to Allison. A lot of times I have to be Ali blah, blah to people because I just can't handle a lot of shit emotionally it just helps me to be another person that's also an extension of myself does that make sense it does it makes sense, it makes sense. you kind of it's kind of like a sasha fierce situation but like it's still me anyway 
So Allison Lane woke up at five o'clock this morning and ate carbonara. And then we- <laughs> hold, on, hold on, hold on. You you didn't order it at five a.m. Nothing's open at five a.m. Did you make it? I didn't, no, I ordered it yesterday, knowing I was probably going to eat it today. Ah, uh, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Okay, I'm listening. So yeah, I ate carbonara at five, and then I was like, "Cool, maybe you can hang out for a minute." And I was like, "Just kidding, that's not a thing." So I just answered emails until what eleven? I think I took a nap. Okay. And then we been on the phone for until about an hour ago. Okay, so you, our lives have changed dramatically. Yeah. Because that used to be very similar to my life. Not the carbonara part. Not that I wouldn't eat carbonara that early, but I would never order carbonara and then eat it the next day. Yeah, I wasn't planning. Well, here's the thing. Here's what really happened. So I was like really stressed out yesterday. I had a, I've had a pretty big week. So I did a, um, I testified before city council about defunding the police. Mm-hmm. And I was just really stressed out. I may have been hungover. I'm doing all this shit. And then I was like, you know what? You just need pasta and to sit by yourself for a little bit. And I couldn't decide what kind of pasta I wanted. So I ordered a bunch of pasta. Where'd you order from? <laughs> Alvolo. They're amazing. Yeah, they're good. They're so good. They're so good. I'm so assuming I ordered the Adams Morgan location. I, I think so. They were quick. So that would. Then, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That would make more sense. I, uh, I live close to the Adams Morgan location, so I um, I ordered a couple Skeddy and meatballs. <laughs> I had to <laughs> I got carbonara. I was like, I know this carbonara is going to suck tomorrow, but like, it's not even that it sucks. It's just not going to be as good as it was the first day. Exactly. There's like, I, I ordered a salad for, you know, you know vegetables. Yeah. Um, I had to order cake because I was in my feelings. I don't know if you know. I My eating habits are weird, too. I also just haven't eaten meals for the past two weeks. Okay. You're on adrenaline. Yeah. 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 Well, so. That makes sense. Yeah, it's exciting. It is exciting. So uh, let's go through it. You said it's, it's tiring to do what you're trying to do. What are you trying to do? I'm trying to... Uh, establish myself as a resource for restaurants to uh, hold themselves accountable to be anti-racist in Washington, D.C. and beyond. Which is a very That's noble That's not a cool thing, huh? That's a very noble goal. It's a very achievable goal. I know it sounds crazy to, for the straight white man in the room to say achievable goal, but I, I definitely do think it is. Do you worry that the coronavirus is going to take away a lot of the, the connects that you've had previous to June 1st. Uh, Al Volo is a good example. Al Volo mm-hmm. is a restaurant that I'm guessing makes the majority of its money based on in-dining room experience. Yeah. You can't upsell a $20, $30, $40 bottle of wine if you're getting the food delivered. You can't pay your wait staff because there's nothing to wait on. You can pay your delivery drivers probably, whatever. They might have an outside service, like a Seamless or something, where they're taking a giant cut. Are the restaurants that you want to work with feasible to be open in six months in Washington, D.C.? Here's the thing. Coronavirus makes it complicated because usually we're we're, we're thinking about the restaurant industry as we've seen it mm-hmm. and the inequities that we've, we've seen in it thus far. The thing about the coronavirus is that we don't know really how uh, restaurants are going to look after this because... Let's be honest, they've just been losing a fuck ton of money. Exactly. Um, and they're going to be cutting down on staff. And that's really going to... It's really going to change the way that that businesses are looking at how they're hiring and they're treating staff. What we're looking at is, okay, 
Cool. So this also is kind of an opportunity to rebuild the restaurant industry itself. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to come back in the time of after a pandemic where there is uh, a disproportionate amount of people of color who have no access to healthcare or access to poor healthcare or inadequate healthcare uninsured. And we have a community that has largely been relying on marginalized communities, black people, undocumented workers. What does it look like for an equitable industry for them to come back to? So that sounds a lot more difficult. (laughs) It is. It's very complicated because you kind of have to be anticipatory in some way. And you also have to be a bit hopeful. And then I, I make no, make no, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend like I'm not an impulsive person. These are impulsive thoughts. This whole idea has been impulsive. I don't think, I don't, I'm sorry. I can't agree with you. This, it might seem impulsive, but like you said eight minutes ago, this has sort of been a culmination of 30 years. That's not really impulsive. This is just, it hit, it's not, it's not impulse, man. It's not impulsive, but I think, you know, I, I tend to be reactionary. I think that's a better word. And that's, that's not incorrect. And I don't think that's necessarily has the same negative connotation that impulsive does. You're correct. And I, I don't think that impulsive also is like entirely a bad thing. I don't think intuition is sort of a bad thing. I just think that like what I'm thinking of now is like myself as a business owner and a person who's actually trying to push like initiatives in a constructive way. You know me, you know, I'm ready to like, just, all right, cool. Let's just burn all this down. You all fucking suck. Start over again at zero. That's not a reasonable thing for people to say to other people. You have to give them policy and guide them towards other things, you know? Yeah. Have steps and change and things that we all can follow and communicate better. Are you glad you're in Washington, D.C.? Because the more I think about what you're trying to accomplish overall, the more I think that you're in one of the two best cities to do this, the other being New York. But D.C. might even be better because... Clearly, this is where Congress lives and, and that stuff matters, but this is also where Jose Andreas lives. And I feel like Jose Andreas and Tom Caliclio are going to be the two biggest advocates for small business restaurants versus your yeah. chain restaurants and stuff like that. And even the chain restaurants, like this is not the worst city to be in because they're all spread out. So you might be able to impact things on a congressional level versus if you were in, say, I don't know, Trenton, New Jersey. It'd be a little more difficult to yeah. do what you're trying to do. So have you even, I, I realize this is a newish venture, but has there been any talk about like franchised businesses, your subways, your dominoes, et cetera? Because from the outside, it seems that those are the only ones that I think are pretty much recession proof, coronavirus proof that like they're going to be mm-hmm. fine, but everything else is just a giant shrug of the shoulders where we don't know. We're playing it by ear. I'm not going to say no to that, but mm-hmm. I will say that I guess where my my scope of focus and my scope of, of knowledge is directly within like the small businesses yeah. in Washington, D.C. And, I, and, I, and I'm, starting, I'm starting this business. I'm starting this venture where my team entirely knows we're starting where we're at. Like mm-hmm. we only had water bottles and fucking granola bars to hand out on Wednesday of what, June 3rd? Mm-hmm. And now we have trucks, vans. I have a fucking media team. I have, I have a wealth of resources to help us execute um, what we think education and being a resource for Black people. Uh, you know, 
in the service industry is going to look like in the future. So we're kind of just, I can't say that. I can't say no to it, mm-hmm. but I also can't say that like, do I have a concrete plan? Meh, but I'll figure it out. Oh yeah. I mean, if you had a concrete plan, I'd think that's crazy. <laughs> like, why would you have a concrete plan during the midst of this? This is absurd you to have a concrete out? plan right now is insane. Yeah. I think I got pretty far without sleeping for two weeks. So yeah. maybe in another. <laughs> uh, we'll can we talk about the personal right now? Yeah. Uh, you are someone that takes care of your body. Uh, you work out a lot. You, for the most part, you do eat right. You don't eat garbage, but. I just eat carrot cake in bed. So, yes, you're right. <laughs> How are you maintaining that aspect of it? Like, um, you were very good for a very long time about the quarantine. You didn't yeah. do anything risky. Now you're out every day. I'm not saying what you're doing is risky, but it's very different. Um, it is are you st- are you still concerned about the coronavirus? Are you able to work out? Uh, are you willing to go to a gym if they were open, or is that still like a bridge too far due to safety? So my gym just sent me an email. They're opening on Monday by appointment only, which I think is hilarious. Um, I so I guess like as far as like coronavirus and working out before before June first, it was it was something that was working on and trying to figure out. Working from home, working out from home is weird. Working from home is weird. Kind of figuring out what that balance like is like is strange. Um, now that we've added that, I keep saying fucking starting a business. It sounds so redundant and like fucking pretentious, but I am really That's proud nice. of it. So I'm just gonna keep fucking saying it. Um, also, I'm saying fuck a lot. I'm sorry, but um, I. It's, it's changing. I'm starting to figure it out. Like I, I'm much more active. Uh, having worked in the service industry, a lot of me being able to stay fit is that because my job is just really active. Like I'm back to doing like 10, 11 miles a day, but it's not because I'm just actively walking and trying to just, you know, figure out what I'm doing. Now I'm 10 miles a day because I'm meeting with different people and walking between different sites and, you know, doing, I'm just moving all day, which is different. It's still not working out, but it's it's an active lifestyle, which is something that I'm definitely used to, and that's it's not uncommon to me at all. Good. Are you still worried about your mother's safety? Absolutely. I saw her last week. Yeah, I saw. She got to get her antibodies test, but yeah. And I'm still worried about coronavirus. Absolutely. It's, it's super weird because, I mean, now that I have a team of people out there, I told them that, you know, you can't go out, you know, after, until you've gotten your your test mm-hmm. and there's a lot of great testing sites in DC and I tried to send them to him and encourage them to go. It's super easy um, to get done. You can do it for free. Um, but it's, it's still scary. And like the fact that the mayor, God, the mayor, mayor, Meryl Bowser, that is trying to open up phase two on Monday. Is that correct? On Monday. So here, here's another thing. DC is relatively progressive when it comes to stuff like this. It's a city that believes in science, but I'm clearly not thrilled with the city reopening in phase two, but I'm very happy that there are free testing sites everywhere. And it's the same person making these decisions. Do you find yourself in conflict with that? Or are you definitely on the board of like, she's got to go. I think she's got to go. I don't, I, you know, the last straw for me, not only that her, allowing people to be pepper sprayed on June 1st. Um, that was her call and mayor, or, I'm sorry, Chief Newsom's call. Uh, they should be truly embarrassed. 
But then to slap us in the face with this Black Lives Matter way and the Black Lives Matter Plaza and these performative acts of solidarity solidarity with the Black community, mm-hmm. it's just, it's depressing. And I'm now just still learning about like her her position on prisons in D.C. and mm-hmm. just her policies, policies are just generally anti-Black and incredibly embarrassing and performative. And she doesn't serve us. Just because you're Black doesn't mean you're for Black people. And mm-hmm. I don't. I don't, I can't with her anymore. I'm done. I'm sorry, sis. You gotta go. Let's so take maybe, a nap. maybe the better question is, is a performative act better than no act? Because the performative act might actually sort of give certain people license to say or believe things that otherwise they wouldn't have considered. I don't know. I think it just allows people, I think it's it's lazy leadership because I think that if you're really going to be about it, you should really be about it. I understand you have to play politics. Mm-hmm. That's something that I'm learning. Um, (laughs) unfortunately that's something that i'm learning and you got to play politics sometimes it gets to a different place but i think that there is a way to play politics and to be um to not compromise your morals okay i think there has to be a way there has to be a way she's playing it like a white dude she really is she's playing it like a fucking white guy and, and you're not that's not the way you do it I'm not trying to be a bummer here. Ooh. You but have to play devil's advocate? Not being a devil's it. advocate. If you just look at... But this goes back to everything. This goes back to, like, who sets up the rules. Like, let's look at the history of this country. It, who fucking runs the world? It's... Unfortunately, it's not Sasha Fierce. It's fucking straight old white men. So playing that role... I'm not saying it's good, but it, playing that role allows her to get certain access that otherwise she wouldn't have. Listen, she's playing to the rules that we have now. I'm playing to the rules we have next. I want I you to be right. I have to be. No, I have don't. to be. No, you don't have to I be right. <laughs> Absolutely not. Right. I do, because listen, we have had 400 years of oppression. I have grown up in a country where I've been told that I'm I'm less than, I'm secondary. My my opinion is always something that is going to be compromised or or questioned. I can't live this way anymore. So I have to be next. I have to be next. And if I'm going to be wrong, the only person that's going to check me is a little black girl who's looking up to me and then saying, hey, that bitch did it wrong. I can do it better. That's who I want to be. So what you're really and- saying is you're working on your stump speech. How, my stump speech? Am I running for office now? That, it definitely sounds like it. <laughs> I technically am president right now. So, <laughs> have you, no, This is a serious question. Have you considered running for D.C. City Council? Something like that. Being you know, part of I, the I, local government. I am taking it one day at a time. Once again, that sounds like a fucking politician answer. I know, but that's also coming from like, I'm I'm tired and I just ate cake in bed. So how the hell am I supposed to run for office? <laughs> oh, you don't think people are tired and eating cake in bed that are in power? What's wrong with you? We haven't talked about it yet. So I don't know. I haven't talked to any politicians. You name one good politician. I'll talk to them about what they're doing and, and what their plans are. I haven't said but- good, but I could name multiple politicians. That that eat cake in bed. Oh, I can That's easily. That. The president of the United States of oh, America. Damn, gross. He's so gross. Um, do you miss anything right now? Um, no. Yeah, I figured you wouldn't. This no, this just seems right. It yeah. really does. It's, it's just an adjustment. I think that like we all get to a point where we all work for something, and it just all comes together. And you get everything that you want and you kind of just have to go with it. 
It's exhausting. This is the best exhaustion I've ever had. This is the best fear I've ever had. Um, I don't know. I feel great. So you're like pro pepper spray at this point. I mean, it's really been <laughs> beneficial for you. You know, trauma aside, um, I'm, I'm, listen, I, I got me a good ass therapist. I'm feeling, I got to deal with this shit. So 